What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoyed the discussion. All right. So we in uh, Exodus 17, 1 through 7. The big thing about this, brothers, this is the verse 7. And it says, and he called to the called the place Massa and Mirabah, because the Israelites quarreled, and because they tested the Lord, saying, "Is the Lord among us or not? Is he among us or not?" And you know what I mean, because when when you look at what from one through seven, you remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and you had asked like uh, about the water. And you remember the first time uh, they used the log and the water was bitter and he used the log to, to purify the water. And then this time they're, they're sitting here coiling with Moses again about dying of thirst. And so you go through all of that and Moses goes and he hits the rock and the water comes out. And it, But before that it says the Lord went before him and he stood at Oreb and all that and then he hit the rock and then water came out. But the question that they were asking was, is the Lord among us or not? That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this, this is what I, I said. I'll have to say this again. It's, it's, we that this keep happening to me. Why does this keep happening to me? You know, the Israelites, they, they were like, we, why we keep going through this desert and we thirsty? <laughs> we like like really is are you with us or not, Lord? Are you with us or not? Are you for us or not? Because you keep letting this happen to us. We thirsty. We've been traveling in this desert. We're thirsty, and you you act like you don't care. It it, it was was really amazing, not in a good way, but what's really amazing is how when you correlate to today's time when things continue to happen to us you know what I mean we come to that same conclusion we draw that conclusion Lord are you with us are you with me or not Lord are you you know what I mean like like, like do you have me or don't you because this keep it keeps happening to me it continues to happen to me you know god forbid it happens a third time and it does you know they're walking through the desert for a third time and they thirsty and they thinking they're gonna die isn't that isn't that amazing isn't that just this <laughs> bewildering how we draw that same conclusion even today right we we go through things and and we have to question god Lord, are you with me not 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 considering what he's done. No. No. I need some water today. I'm thirsty. I I need some water. I'm thirsty. You going to let me die? Why didn't you just let me die in Egypt? You you just brought me out into the desert to die. But when you think about it, when you think about it, when you when you think about that question, you just brought me into the desert to die. You think about that question. Then it's sort of re, sort of sort of uh 
it sort of rebuffs or I think that's the term rebuff or 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 disannuls definitely disannuls this the first question right the first question was are you among us or not but when you think about the question that they asked prior to asking that question you brought us out into the desert to die when you think about that well absolutely not I didn't bring you out into the desert to die so 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 initially when what when I brought you out into the desert why did I bring you out into the desert why because I was trying to avoid you going through the short way so that you wouldn't have to fight so I'm taking you the long way so that you don't have to worry about fighting the Amalekites I don't want you fighting them guys because you're not ready to fight so I took you the long way we're going through the desert All right so so in this going through the desert that should should say oh I didn't bring you out here to die but 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 we don't see that why because of the condition that we're in I'm thirsty all I see is I'm thirsty I, I don't see why you have me out here in the desert I don't see why you've been taking me so long on this journey without giving me something to drink why do you just you know what I'm saying carry some little satchels and constantly replenish them things so whenever I get thirsty and I want to drink something it's already there and I can just sip on that thing as we go why didn't you do that Lord are you with us are you are you with us or not because it could have been a whole lot easier life would have been just just so much easier if you had done that if you just this cloud that's leading us by day and the fire by night maybe you should just you know put some water to lead us by day and some food by night I don't know maybe you know something because we be hungry and we be thirsty in this desert. And, and you, you seem to not be among us. You seem to not be among us. Uh, a few weeks ago, we also talked about this. The one thing the Lord showed me as in bringing the children of Egypt, children of Israel out of Egypt. He showed me this. He said, I have to condition. I had to condition their minds to, to know how to follow me. I had to condition their minds. I had to I had to get their minds to this place of following me, relying on me, because all they knew were the Egyptians. They they knew uh, the taskmasters. They knew uh, when they were supposed to eat. They knew how much they were supposed to eat based on the rations given to them by the Egyptians. They knew their rules, right? Uh, the, the amount of children they were supposed to have based on the Egyptians. Everything was based on the rules and the regulations that the Egyptians placed upon them. And that's all they knew. They didn't know how God um, interacted with them. They didn't know how to interact with God. So then, so then when you look at this desert place that seems to be desolate and without, when in actuality, it's, it's a place to get conditioned. It's a place to be uh, placed. Uh, it's a place where you can be prepared, Right. To be exactly what God wants you to be so that you and him can be exactly what he established you to be with him. He established you in the earth to be in a relationship with him. And, and it's like this desert, this place of nothingness where you can only turn to him. Like, like I, can, I can't get nothing from nothing. So I got to look to someone to give me something out of the nothing because the desert ain't giving you anything. You know what I'm saying? So I always got to look to God. And that's, that's just interesting that, that, you know, we're going through this desert with the Israelites. But in life, in life, it's also, you can, you can correlate it in that. Sometimes you feel like 
when you're in, at the, at the, the lowest points uh, in your life, the lowest places in your life is when you tend to look up. When you the lowest, it seems like you tend to look up. And it's like that's, that low point is a place of conditioning. And then, and then you got to sit there and ask the question, brother, why not stay there? Why not stay in that lowest place and you're constantly looking up and allowing God to basically supply all your needs, right? Why not, why not stay there? Well, I'll tell you why. Because we still have that, that Egyptian mindset. We still have the rules and regulations that the Egyptians placed on us. We still have that mindset. Bringing it to the day. Like we groom our children, which say our, like we all raised them, right? We groom our children to be independent of us, right? We groom them to, to, to take care of themselves. I saw Gabe, little baby, on, on a little Facebook uh, a few minutes ago, and she's walking now. So they put a little recording. So she's walking. She's she not taking one step. No, she's she's walking. It's a little wobble, but but she's moving, right? She's getting from one place to another on her own, and that's how we groom, you know, our children, right? And then soon, soon or another, she'll be dressing herself. Uh, she'll be writing. She'll be reading. You know, she'll be doing all these things, going off to school, right? Getting her education, right? Just just all of these things to 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 prepare her for adulthood. Right. And that adulthood is independence from your parents and you doing your own thing. You making your own money, this, that and the third. Right. And God comes in and he breaks all of that up. Right. You, once you come into the knowledge of God, and you, he breaks all of that up. And he says, I know you were raised to be independent, but I want you to be dependent. And then when you out here seeking and searching for things that you want and that you thought, you know, was best for you and then you don't get it. And then God strips you of things that you thought were, were the best for you. And, and, and then you, you, you out here hungry and thirsty and you're longing for something and then God just in getting it to you. And then you ask that question just like the Israelites. God, are you among us or not? Are you with me or not? Are you with me or not? And the whole time, God is, is stripping you. God is breaking you down to get you to solely, solely rely on him. Because, because we still have that mindset Egyptians put on us. We still have that mindset that our parents put on us that, that we, have to, we have to take care of everything. We, gotta, we know best. You know, <laughs> that's funny. I said that because parents, in a sense, they wouldn't say that they're training you so that you will know best, but they are, right? Because they're training you to be independent of them. Parents are training us to be independent of them so that we can do everything ourselves. And then God is coming in and saying, no, 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 I'm going to break up that mindset. I want you to be dependent on me, right? I want you to be solely dependent on me. I don't want you to have this mindset that you can do Everything yourself. I don't want you to have this mindset that you know what's best for you. No, I want you to act with me. I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me. I want you to lean on me. I want you to ask me. I want you to require. I want you to inquire of me. I want you to wait on me. I want you to wait on me. I want you to watch me. I want you to learn of me. In all that you do. In all that you do. And this is, this is the lesson. Like, he was trying to get the Israelites to see this. 
But no, they never did. They never did, even though they saw the cloud by day and the, and the fire by night. And they still asked this question? Wow, what hypocrisy, right? That's what we would say. What hypocrisy, right? We would look at them and say, you just saw this big old wall of water. You just walked on dry land to, from, through the Red Sea. You just saw all of these miracles, right? And we would point our fingers at them. And we would say, how could, how could they do that? How could they ask that question? How could you dare ask the question of, God, are you with us or not? How could you ask that after all God has done for you? Not looking at ourselves and all that God has done for us. Because our minds aren't conditioned to see it. Our minds are conditioned to see that, oh, we did it. Our parents raised us, if not your biological, somebody. There was some guy, there was some foster parent, there was some foster help, some organization, some tough love, some street person. However, you got this information to do things for yourself. That's what you leaned on. Right. And you reverted back to it whenever you fell on hard times until you got to that point where you couldn't do it yourself. You couldn't do it yourself. Then you had to get some help. And you had to get some help. And then and then after you got that help, then it was like, oh, OK, OK, we good. Now I can do it myself again. I can do it on my own again. Right. And that's our mindset. Once we get the help, then we back on our feet, then we moving right along. It's like, I'm good now. I don't need your help. I got it. But I don't, you don't have to, uh, no, I don't need any charities, guys. We're good. Thanks. I'm good. I got it. Thanks. Until you get back to that low point. Then you get back to the low point, and then here you are, looking up, needing some help. And then you get the help, and then you're back. I got it. I don't need any help anymore. And I'm saying that to say this. That help isn't you always seeing it as God. It's somebody helped you. And then when you got the help, you told them thank you. And then you went on about your business. But what actually was happening was God was using someone to get you out of this low place. And you looked at it as someone doing it on their own to get you out of the low place. When in actuality, it was God using them to get you out of your low place. And then God constantly used people, and sometimes he does it in the supernaturally, to get you out of this low place because he's trying to condition you to see that you're not doing anything on your own. I got you. I got you. I have you. I've been having you from the very beginning. When you thought you were doing it on your own, it was help from me to get you to where I wanted you to be. Regardless of where you were trying to go, I was helping you get to where I wanted you to go. And you were making detours. And no, we don't see that until, until God comes and shows it to us in our low places. But then we choose to go about like he never showed us, like he never told us. And then we revert back to that question. God, are you with us or not? Man, I didn't help you some 300 million times along before you got back to this place. Of course I'm with you. <laughs> you wouldn't have got to this point if it wasn't for me. I'm with you. I've been with you. I've been with you the whole time. And now, and now, and now, and now you're questioning me because you can't get what you want. You can't have your way. And that's what we constantly do when we can't have our way. We constantly ask that question. God, are you with us? 
Are you among us or not? This keeps happening to me. I keep ending up right here. You know what, you know what I'm going to do? You, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fix it to where I don't ever get back to this place ever again. Oh, okay. Okay, let me know how that work out for you. <laughs> when, when God is directly leading you to this place, he's leading you to the place because he's trying to get you to see something. See what? That he's with you. He's with you the whole time. But, but why would God lead me to this low place? So that he can get you to see that you can't do it without him. You can't do it without him. You got to have him. You got to have him. And then you, got, you constantly have people. And I, I saw, I hate to bring it up, but I saw uh, the bio for Whitney Houston. I saw her bio. And she grew up in a church home. Um, her, her mom was... Uh, led was like a, a singer in the choir. She was actually the, the I don't know what they call it. Um, man, I can't even think of what they call it now. But the, the person that leads the choir, she was that person, and she was the one who was coaching her daughter on singing. Um, and she got her a lot of. And she even came out and said a lot of the way Whitney would sing is was uh, based on how her mom sing. Her mom was also a gospel singer. She had gospel, I guess, records, um, but. Anyway, beyond that, Whitney Houston, I don't know if everybody knows the story, but the story of Whitney Houston was she got into drugs, which, and she met up with some people, you know, with certain things I didn't know. She had a, a homosexual relationship with this lady, and it wasn't confirmed or, you know, denied that they had, you know, sexual relations. None of that was confirmed or denied in the bio, but it was, they did have a strong relationship, and um, and they alluded to maybe... It, she was homo. Maybe Whitney was homosexual or bisexual. Uh, but but anyways, it, it went through this her life and it went through her ups and her downs. And it's like the, the same thing constantly kept continued to happen to her. And, and, and this is strange because she grew up with both parents in her home. But the strange thing that kept happening to her was her feeling like she didn't have anybody. And, and this the bio didn't tell me that. It was my synopsis. Like for me watching it, that's like when she got this, the low place for her was not having anybody there. Her husband, her friend, and, and it was like people were wanting something from her that she couldn't give them because she was missing something. Right. Her best friend was the woman that was that was um, that was a homosexual and 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 they were real tight from from high school. The girl was protecting Whitney from high school. And then uh, Whitney would do drugs and the girl would would tell her not to do them. But it, then it was more uh, recreational, I guess, not recreational, but just, I guess, for partying or what have you. But then it grew. It, it constantly grew. It constantly grew. And then when she met Bobby Brown. It, it 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 evolved again, and then as she continued to get more and more evolved, and certain periods and through her life, it constantly evolved to the point where it controlled her. It controlled her because she couldn't. It got to the I guess to the place where she couldn't live without it, and and I could go through the whole story of her, but I, I'm not here to do that. But one thing that I kept seeing was. When she got to her lowest place, 
when she felt like she didn't have anybody there for her or with her, even though she was surrounded by people. That was those were the times where drugs came in and helped her get through her situation. Right? When it wasn't helping her, what it was doing, it was killing her. Right? It it kept it, it pushed her further and further away from the truth. And and she even in the story it says she continued to pray to God. She continued to pray and she continued to pray for things to be moved and for things to change and this, that, and the other. And, and she knew uh, what she was doing wasn't right. But yet she couldn't remove herself from it. She had spiraled into this, this web of drug addiction. Right? She spiraled into this web of drug addiction because of the very thing. The very thing. That low point of feeling like she didn't have anybody. At one point her father sued her and from a bunch of money and she thought her father was the closest. Right? Another point where 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 when she got real, really famous and she couldn't go out in public without people bum rushing her to get her autograph. Well she thought she could just freely walk out and just be herself. No. Or the way she wanted to sing, she couldn't sing the way she wanted to sing. No, no. You gotta sing this way in order for you to get be this type of person. It's and then it's like, well, man, everywhere I turn, it's like people are pulling from me, but they're not actually with me. Then they're pulling from me. They're not with me. But the whole point of what I'm getting at, the whole point of what I'm getting at, her low points were feeling like she didn't have anybody there with her. And every time she did, she resorted, verted back to drugs. And that and that is Egypt. To the Israelites. Because every time they got to that desolate place. Where did they go back to? Egypt. Did you just bring us out of here to die? In the desert? Did you bring us out of Egypt to die? In the desert? I got to go back to Egypt. I want to. I would, I would rather be in Egypt. Her? Whitney? I would rather have my drugs. Than be out here on my own. And not and without. Right? Egypt was killing the Israelites. Drugs was killing Whitney. And what ended up happening is God allowed the Israelites to continue to circumvent in the desert until they died. Till a lot of them died off. Right? Till a lot of them died off. Why? Because they couldn't ever get this. God was with them. He was with them the whole time. They wouldn't have ever gotten to the place that they got to if he wasn't for God. But they never did accept it. They didn't accept it. They didn't accept God breaking them down so that they can rely solely on him. And that's what he's trying to get us to see. In all of our downfalls, he's trying to get us to see. You got to rely on me. You got to rely on me, just like he told Paul. And your weaknesses is when I'm made strong. You're going to see, what does that mean? What does that mean? Let's break it down. It, it means that God is going to show you his strength through your weaknesses. What that simply means is, when you're in your lowest point, you get to see God elevate you. And carry you through. When you're in your strongest points, all you see is, I'm walking on my own. I got my own money. I'm making my own money. Ah, oh, you know, life is good because of what I'm doing. You don't see God. But when you're at your lowest points, you see God. Because, because you know you couldn't do it. I couldn't do this. I couldn't make this happen. I, could, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't get this. I couldn't get this accomplished through my own strength. 
But in actuality, even when you have strength, God's still making it happen. He's still making it happen. It's just like, it's amazing that the low points is, is the only time we can see that. Right? But when we get to the place where when we are strong and you see that, but I'm only strong because God is strong. I'm not strong on my own. I'm only strong because God is strong. When you get to see that, then desolate places don't, don't they're not desolate anymore. Because wherever you are and you were God, and you, you're good. You, you don't have to worry about being thirsty, traveling in the desert and being thirsty. Because you know God's going to give you some water when it's time for you to get some water. You're going to get it. He didn't bring you out here to die of thirst. I'm going to get some water. I don't have to grumble and complain. I don't have to question God. Are you with me? I know he's with me. And he's going to take me to give me some water. Soon. Soon and well, soon and when he's ready to give me that water, I'm going to get it. And then you got the folks that, nah, nah, you got to tell God. You got to remind him, God, <laughs> now you said, you know, because that's what we do. We, God, now you said. And in actuality, that's a form of doubt. That's a form of doubt. I'll let you, I'll let you all digest that. But it's a form of doubt. God said it. I believe it. I can trust that he's going to do it. I don't have to remind him of it. I just got to obey him. What I want to be is I don't even have to be in the know. I just want to make sure I'm with him. You know what I mean? I want to make sure I'm following your steps. I want to make sure I'm following your direction. I want to make sure that when it's for me time for me to be thirsty, I'm going to be thirsty. Okay, you want me to be thirsty right now? Okay, Lord, I'm going to be thirsty. When, I, when it's time for me to be, for my thirst to be quenched, okay, it's time for, my, time for me to drink this water. I'm going to drink the water. I ain't going to be like, oh, man, I don't want no water right now. I wanted something else. I wanted some Kool-Aid. <laughs> I wanted a soda pop. You know, I wanted a little bit of alcohol. I wanted this or that or the other. No, when it's time for me to get my thirst quenched with some water, I'm going to drink some water. When it's time for me to be full, okay, I'm going to eat. When it's time for me to be hungry, I'm going to be hungry. I want to be right where God is directing me because I want to rely on him. I want to be rich when he wants me to be rich. I want to be broke when he wants me to be broke. I want to be sick when he wants me to be sick. God wants me to be sick. Well, I don't know. I ain't God. I can't tell you why. But whatever state that he's allowing me to be in and permitting me to be in at that moment, I'm good because I'm with him. I'm with him. And that's the mindset that he's trying to get us to. That's the mindset that he was trying to get the Israelites to walk in. And this is the mindset that he's trying to get us to walk in. Same mindset. This mindset where you're content with him. He's breaking us down to be content with him. Period. I need you to be good with me, guys. That's why I'm taking you through this desolate place. Because I need you to be good. I need you to be good with me. I need you to be satisfied with me. But that being said, I'm done. I am content with what has been spoken, and I'm appreciative of it. <laughs> if anybody has anything they want to add, please go ahead. No? Well, I learned a lot about Whitney Houston today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. No, besides that, I mean, I, I think it's so awesome how you, you're touching contentment uh, that we forget. And I think if 
we we sometimes want to settle for little things because we don't want to endure suits through something a little tougher for a greater purpose or a greater benefit. And it's like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, for me, I guess, like, sometimes working out or doing something where yeah. it's going to take a little bit of effort, a little bit of pain, and you're like, oh, no, that's not for me, man. I don't want to sweat. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Yeah, and then, and then, but but if you endure, if you push through, you see results and you see the change, and, and, and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense yeah. to to make that that enduring something tough sometimes or, or whatever it is, but, but mm-hmm. it gives it purpose. Like, it's, it's not just because. And I think God right. does the same thing with us. Like, he allows us to be sick. Like, yeah. he doesn't get us sick. He allows us to be sick right. so that he can fulfill a purpose for us or for something else. Sometimes it's not even for us, and I think that's where else, sometimes right? we think it's all, it's all about us. Like, oh, it's just, I'm getting sick because God's trying to do something. Maybe not. Maybe nope. he's just trying to show someone else something. Maybe he, maybe you're the person that's going to show, you know, faith to somebody else. Right. And we, we try to make it about us, and it's like, why am I sick? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. That's good. <laughs> and, and, and it's not about us. Like, we're allowed, we're, he's allowing us to be sick, or he, he will allow the devil to tempt us mm-hmm. or to do something. He's not, mm-hmm. he's not causing it. He's not making yeah. it happen. He's just allowing it to happen. And that's, right. I think that's part of his grace, in a way. Yeah. It is because because if he was if he wasn't if he didn't need us or if he didn't want us he doesn't have to you know like uh-huh. if he's done with us then we wouldn't be here <laughs> yes sir and and that should be purpose enough to to say you know what if I'm here going through whatever I'm going through is because God has put me in this place so I need to continue because if he was done with me then I wouldn't be here already yeah. so what's why am I here? What's the next? What's the purpose of this? And trying to find that instead of asking God, why am I here? Um, to oh, for our own benefit, just trusting God and then pull through, push through to whatever it is, good and bad. I mean, I think that's, um, you know, when you were talking also about when we're doing great, then we just kind of forget about God and we just kind of okay, I don't need Him anymore. So much of this is only in the in the tough times. Yeah, and then. Uh, then we, we drift away of his presence, and then we, we start maybe going back to the same place, you yeah. know. Um, and that could be, I mean, for Whitney Houston, I guess it was drugs or something. She mm-hmm. never allowed herself maybe to, um, to to see the blessings or the good things when she needed when she didn't need them. Right. And, and that didn't allow her to recognize how she got to the low point, and yeah. therefore... I think it was never unexpected. People that, when we get into those situations, I think, just like with anything else, it's, it's because we don't realize the little things that takes us there. No, we don't. Um, and, and, and it has to do maybe with obedience and uh, discipline. Um, I've realized lately that more of the times, and you know, you guys know this about, uh, my relationship with Jane and, and, and mm-hmm. abstinence and trying to stay pure for marriage and all this stuff um, the toughest part is, is not um, I think actually what, what, what I understand or I see it more now is that the little things that I sometimes ignore are the ones that pile up that allow yeah. me to get to a place where I, I can no longer go back and, and, and if we open those doors thinking that we're okay um, that's when we get a rude awakening that sometimes we get to a place that 
we don't want to be. And sometimes we blame God or we blame something else, but in reality, we got ourselves there. And, yeah. and, it's, and it puts us in lack of contentment and appreciation for God, you know, being there anyway. Like, we just, we, we stop blaming something else or we, we, we drift away from His presence or we think that we're doing something wrong and, 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 and fall off His favor. But it's, it's us not staying uh, in contentment with with His praise and where He puts it or whatever place and time. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. And you're right. That's a really good point, too, because sometimes, you know, I know you were alluding to this, and this is what I was gathering from right there at the end, is sometimes we feel like it's too much pressure. And and then it's like, well, you know what? I I just can't do it. I can't do it, Lord. I can't can't do it. You know, so then I'm just, it's just just too much to bear. I'm just going to go on back to Egypt. It's easier. It's it's just easier. It's easier than me bearing this load, right? It's because you feel like the pressure is all on you, and God is over here like, nah, nah, you're doing it again. You you're doing it again. You're relying on your own strength, right? Even 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 the Egypt, where you know Egypt is nothing but a taskmaster, and it's like you're saying, oh, I would rather bear the Egypt than bear getting to know you. And God is over here saying, like, no, no, man, you have me with you getting to know me. <laughs> you got me with you. Like, you, you, you're not getting to know me without me. I'm with you. And, and you know, and, and there are times, like, even in our lives, like, we get to this place where we're, like, we're trying to do something for God without God. And I think I've said this before. It's like, I'm trying to stay pure for God without God and then it's like but I, I can't do it without God and it's like well how can I do it with God well just just that you got to do it with him you got to include him right and and when you think about it it's it's that that place of contentment that you're you're enough Lord you're enough if this isn't happening or that isn't happening you're enough I'm with you I'm with you, I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna be okay if, if, I'm gonna be okay if I never have children. I'm gonna be okay if I never get a job. I'm gonna be okay if I'm broke for the rest of my life. Why? Because, because this is something that I cherish. I cherish my thoughts that you're with me. I cherish just the thought that you're with me. I cherish the thought that right now. I am even able to say that. I cherish it. That I'm I'm capable of saying it. And I mean, and that's that that that's a different mindset altogether. Of course, it's a different mindset altogether. And but what I'm the picture I'm painting is is this: when when you seek God to the measure that you just want God, then it's like everything else pales. It's like. Everything pales. It's like I don't have to get upset if this person on my job never comes to an understanding of what I'm trying to relate to them. If they never get it, if they if they don't ever see how valuable I am to this company, I'm good. I am so okay with that because where I am and where where I'm going, that has no bearings against it. I mean, none. It, it it can't prevent me from getting to the promised land. It will not. 
it will not. But what will prevent me is continuing to try to get back to Egypt when God is trying to get me to the promised land. <laughs> that, that will prevent me from getting to the promised land. If I keep that mindset that, oh, I'd rather follow the rules of Egypt than follow the rules of God. That, that will. But it's your choice is what I'm getting at. It's your choice. It's your choice because God is with us. I mean, he's with us, right? It's, it's, just, it's just, are we going to roll with him? Are we going to roll with him in his timing? Are we going to roll with him in the conditions that he may allow to come on to, on, on, come on to us or, 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 or that we, he may allow us to encounter? Are we going to stay rolling with him? You know, they ask that question, God, are you with us or not? And I'm here to tell you he's with you. There's no or not. He's always with you. Even when you go back to Egypt. Um, Father God in heaven, we just come before you right now. And um, first, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for just being God. We don't come um, because of your hand in our life, although we do thank you for your hand in our life. But God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your sweet Holy Spirit, O oh God, that we have access to you, O oh God, each and every day throughout the day, God. And, Father God, I ask for uh, forgiveness for myself right now and ask that you create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me, O oh God. Let there um, be an open heaven over this prayer call right, or prayer time right now, God, that whatever is on the hearts and minds of your children, O oh God, that even their silent prayer requests, O oh God, they have not just been heard by you, O oh God, but they have been answered, O oh God. So I thank you for being a God who answers prayer, O oh God, that you're present in our life and that you care about us and that for everything that we've read in your word tonight and as we've reflected on God, we just, um, all of us, probably want to say, Lord God, we just want to love you all the more and just want to be with you and to spend that quality time with you and just really um, see your hand in our life and not be like the children of Israel murmuring and complaining. And God, we ask for forgiveness for those times when we have. And right now as we go out into this evening, we just thank you that we go out filled with your love, filled with power on on high, and that, God, if there be anyone in need of healing, oh God, in their body, in their soul, in their spirit, man, oh God, um, let that healing come to them right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the listeners right now. I praise you, oh God, that they received that word, that rhema word that spoke life to them right where they needed it to be spoken to in this very moment. In Jesus' name, I thank you and I praise you. Amen. 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 Be blessed, everyone. Blessings. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.